Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Successful Love Life Talk Radio. We're going to be talking Successful Life Podcast with Chris Partridge, linebacker coach, special teams coordinator at Michigan. He'll be calling in in a couple minutes with us. Um, for all you athletes that are out there, just give you guys a, a great background uh, on Coach Coach. Um, started out as a high school coach at Paramus Catholic High School, built them into a major power, one of the guys that you would know real well uh, that's going to be drafted probably in the first, at least the first two rounds, but could go as high as top 15 pick uh, in the NFL is Jabril Peppers. So we'll have Coach on shortly to discuss, uh, you know, his rise uh, in, into the college ranks now with Michigan, where he's a special teams coordinator. He's also known as one of the top, uh, one of the top uh, recruiting coordinators in the country. Um, so we'll have Coach on in a little bit uh, about that. So it's going to be pretty cool to, uh, to have Coach on. Um, we should be having him on in any minute. Uh, a real quick background again for those of you guys who are coming on the podcast live. Coach Partridge uh, coached at college for a little while before he stepped away from the college ranks. Um Played his football, uh, I believe, in Lafayette, and and, and we'll let him talk about that. Uh, but then took over Paramus Catholic High School, where he turned Paramus Catholic into a national power, uh, led by one of uh, the star players that he just had at Michigan, Jabril Peppers, among many other Division One players that he had there. Uh, took them into a, a place, Paramus Catholic, those of you guys don't know, New Jersey was, um, everybody knows about the parochial schools, but was one of the lesser of the top-tier parochial schools. He turned them into the top-tier of the top-tier parochial schools into a national power. Uh, now is the special teams coordinator and linebacker coach at Michigan, also known as one of the top recruiters in the country. Uh, without further ado, let me bring on Coach Partridge. Coach, how's everything going? Pretty good, man. How you doing? Good, good, good. Uh, I'm glad to get you on and, and talk uh, – uh, a little bit, a little bit of football. I'm sure you talk it all day long. So there's, there's nothing better for you uh, than talking that. <laughs> it's all good, man. I appreciate you having me. Uh, like, like I, like I said, I give a little bit of backdrop, um, and uh, I want the people to really know your background um, because I know that you came, you were in college. I remember back when I was uh, the head coach of Saddlebrook High School. You were, I want to say, at the Citadel. Uh, maybe as a GA or, or as assistant coach, and then you stepped away briefly from coaching and then took over Paramus Catholic, turned into a power, and obviously now um, you, you know, you're doing some amazing things at Michigan. Give everybody a little bit of your, your background. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. Um, yes, I was at the Citadel. I had, uh, you know, I graduated from Lafayette, and I went back there um, to coach uh, after graduation. Um, and was there uh, for a year um, working with the defensive backs and uh, kind of same coaching staff that had coached me. And um, and then after a year, I had the opportunity to go down to the Citadel 
a guy by the name of Kevin Higgins took the head job down there, and uh, he had been the coach of Lehigh when I played at Lafayette, so I kind of knew him through, I guess, playing against him. Obviously, Lafayette-Lehigh, a big rivalry, so had the opportunity to go down there and coach, um, work with the D-line, which was was an awesome, great experience, and, you know, stepped away from football um, from there. Well, not not necessarily stepped away, but I, I, I went into the business world there, um, as a kind of a capital markets technology recruiter for a couple of years. But at that time, I was actually coaching Westwood youth football, which was an awesome, awesome thing. And, um, you know, it's funny. It's like uh, that teaches you a lot when you got to coach a young guy. We had a really good team, and so that was fun. Um, but, you know, missed, you know, the kind of the higher level of, of coaching and was thinking about jumping um, back into the high school world and still you know, working and, and running that business that I was running. Um, and Paramus Catholic came open, and uh, obviously that's where I played. And, um, you know, so I, I went after the job there, and I was able to get it. I was fortunate. Um, it was the same president that was there when I went to school there. So I was able to, to get that job. And, um, you know, and then about three months into it, I said, if I'm going to do this, I cannot, there's no way that I can uh, do the business thing as well. And so I stepped away from the business and went full-time back into into coaching and working in Paramus Catholic. Uh, that's really and cool. And from there, you, built- you know, came up to Michigan. Absolutely. And you built a major powerhouse there. And um, uh, those people who are not from New Jersey really ch- uh, changed the landscape, uh, built such a powerhouse with so many great players at Paramus Catholic. Um, and, and then obviously, you know, moved on to Michigan. Uh, what, what, you know, when you, when you started coaching at Paramus Catholic, did you think that that was going to, uh, one day lead to going back to college coaching or were you just thinking about building, um, Paramus Catholic back in, into a powerhouse? You know, I was I was just mainly thinking about winning. You know, uh, getting getting them to, to to be the program that that it was when I was in high school. Um, you know, getting them back to that. Uh, you know, and just you know, winning the moment now. Um, and you know, and then just trying to try to get the kids out of there and into college. I mean, that, those were our main two focuses. Um, you know, in building that program, I didn't really think ahead at all. You know, I wasn't thinking ahead until. Probably after my fourth year, I started thinking about it. But early on, no, it was just uh, let's get this thing going, let's build this thing, and uh, you know, let's make it the best program in the state. Those are the coaches who are listening out there. And actually, as soon as I put put it out there, I, I knew a lot of coaches would be interested in, in, in listening to it. Um, what was your philosophy when when taking over Premise Catholic? It wasn't a powerhouse. It was kind of like, I guess, middle of the road. They've had some good years. They had some uh, not-so-good years. Um, you know, wh- what was your philosophy from a coaching standpoint and how you were going to get it revved and rolling? Uh, I mean, that's a good question for sure. Uh, I think, you know, I, I guess the main philosophy was uh, was just putting in the work, you know, is getting the guys to, to work and, and buy in to – building something and um and understanding it wasn't going to come you know right off the bat and and you know it was going to take an effort and you know even for uh for the guys that were seniors there you know that it, it, they were going to lay the foundation and and might not 
necessarily reap the benefits. And, you know, we shoot, when I got there, I mean, I'd say there was 40 kids on the team. You know, um, there was some talent. And, you know, when we started workouts, that talent kind of went away and left. And, uh, you know, some people had transferred because they weren't used to what, you know, what it was. I think the main thing that we wanted to do is we wanted kids to come to Paramus Catholic to, to, to be football players you know, and then fit into the school, you know, if that makes sense, rather than, hey, I want to go to Paramus Catholic and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to happen to play football. You know, we wanted to switch that mentality. You know, we wanted guys coming in that, that were coming there to play football and then, you know, and then obviously mesh into the school and want to be a part of the school and everything like that. Um, you know, so we were able to, you know, when we got, when we got in there, um, you know, we, just, we just worked them really, really hard and, um, and set the tone for what was to come and just lived with the guys that wanted to stay and wanted to be a part of it and, and, and took pride in the school and, and wanted to do that and, um, and then just build from there. And then we just were able to bring in a really good class that next year right away, and that was the foundation to who we, who we were. You know, is uh, the guys that uh, a couple kids that come over from Westwood that I had been coaching, got a couple kids that came over from Englewood, um, you know, Westwood and Englewood were really good rivals. The two years of, of me being a junior coach, we went back and forth with Englewood. You know, they won one, we won one, and got to know those guys and kind of built the foundation there um, with that first incoming class. And, you know, and then they, they graduated as two-time state champions and, and went on, and a ton of those guys were able to play college football and, and things of that nature. So, But I guess the philosophy was, you know, set the tone early and, and just know that it, it might not come early. You know, it might it might take a while. You know, you got to put it in perspective and just just work your butt off. Oh, I think I think the thing of changing the culture is is obviously one of the things that most coaches. That's the biggest challenge. I mean, you know, I dealt with it when when I was at Palisades Park and changing the culture, and um, you know, it's different than 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 at Primus Catholic, and every place is different. What, what are some of the things that you think are necessary? for changing the culture in a program, trying to turn guys into winners when, you know, before that it was, you know, people, they lost, they go, Oh, it's okay. Or, or, um, you know, they, they would accept losing or people throughout the school and say, Oh, it's, it's no big deal. This is what always happens. How how do you change that culture? Um, You know, I I think the best way to to do it, I mean, looking back really is how we did it is, you know, I I don't think you can come in there, you know, day one and take over a program and say, this is how the culture is going to be. This is how we're going to do it. You know, you got to have your philosophies. You got to, you know, you got to understand and have a mindset of how you want to do it. But then you got to be able to have some wiggle room and move around and, and see what type of kids you're getting and what type of culture the school already has in place. And, you know, you can't destroy tradition. You got to, you got to figure out how to feed off of what tradition was there and, you know, and, and, and kind of change it that way. Um, and that's what we were able to do. We didn't go right in and, and you know, and, and do things to change it right off the bat. You know, we kind of, left it how it was in year one and, and just surveyed it and, and, and just under, made them understand what, what the work ethic was going to be, but then let the culture develop throughout, you know, throughout that year and into the next year and, and who we really wanted to become. You know, I hadn't been in, 
in North Jersey football for a while. So I needed to see the landscape and how we were going to do it. I mean, we were going against some giants, you know, Don Bosco and Bergen Catholic and St. Joe's and, you know, St. Peter's, all those guys. And so I had to kind of survey and see how we were going to be different, how we were going to attract kids, how we were going to fight, you know, fight those guys off. And, uh, but, you know, I'll tell you one thing from day one, you know, I never for one second let it, let it be acceptable to lose a football game or or to lose one of those guys. I mean, I think I don't even remember the score, but Bosco beat us sixty something to nothing. You know, the year, the first year, and I, I made sure I told those kids this is unacceptable. This is not who we are. It's not who we, who we're gonna be. And you know, it's not okay whether mom or dad or 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 your uncle or anyone says, oh, they're just better. That's not okay. You want to play football here, you're gonna. You're you're gonna win, you know, and kind of set the tone there, but let the culture take care of itself throughout, you know, and, and that. So I think, you know, I think that is uh, those are two important things to do is is uh, is take some time in, in developing your identity, but at the same time, you know, set a winning culture and, and not let losing be acceptable. Well, I think that flexibility and adaptability that you had. I think uh, as a coach is uh, a hallmark of, in, in my opinion, of great coaches. They they have to be guys that can see what kids can do and what they can't do and adapt to their coaching philosophy to what you have. And then what you obviously, as you bring in better guys, um, you know, you can readapt that philosophy on an ongoing basis. And that fluidity, I think mm-hmm. is, it, it is so key. You guys had a cool, I mean, the, the, the black uniforms, the, the living a philosophy. Where did that come <laughs> from? <laughs> how did how did that emerge? There's been so you know so many stories throughout Bergen County. People throughout the country listening don't know about that stuff. But how did that emerge and become a thing? And kids gravitated towards it. Where where did that come from? Uh, I mean, yeah. So you know, we kind of got there, and now that I'm looking back, you know, we kind of we were uh, you know we were kind of a power offense and. Uh, you know, cover three defense the first year, and we had the gold helmets, and, you know, and then, you know, we're going against, you know, St. Joe's and Bergen had the gold helmets. Bosco was the power offense. And, you know, I just felt like there's no way we're competing with what these guys have been doing for 20 years, you know, with who they are. So um, we kind of just, as we started getting certain kids in, we just, we kind of started taking the bad boy mentality. Like, you know, it's, it, I just felt we had to be different and, you know, and uh, I don't know, my personality, I don't, I don't mind being that, you know, I don't, I didn't mind doing that. I just felt like that's the way we were going to win. We couldn't try to be them. You know, we had to be the polar opposite of those guys, you know, and um, so we changed our helmets to black. We went with the sleek black uniforms, you know, we went with the smoke coming out and, you know, the kids all of a sudden started like saying, wow, this is pretty cool. It's different. You know, so if you want to be different, come to Paramus Catholic, you know, and um, so we kind of went that route and, you know, the living thing just kind of came about, you know, one of my best friends is, uh, you know, played professionally for uh, for a bunch of teams. Uh, I think he had eight years in the league and, you know, he was home training one one summer and um, I was, I, I went and I just started training with him and then we just started talking about our lives and how, you know, because he went to Lafayette with me and how he's in the pros and, you know, I said, you know, that's awesome, but what I'm doing now, I love it. You know, I wouldn't give it up, you know, for the world and, you know, kind of came out, well, we're both living. Well, 
you know, so then we t- cook off from there. We told, you know, we talked to the team about it. You know, he gave us, I remember him giving a speech to the team about it. You know, what living is, you know, you're out here working and you know, you're together with your team and you're going to a great school and, you know, you love each other and you're playing the best game, best sport in the world. And, you know, so you guys are all living. And then those guys, you know, kind of took that and took off with that, you know, and, uh, so it just it kind of became our motto, and uh, you know, and just went from there. That that's that's really interesting, and it just obviously caught fire, right? So um, you you guys really built off that. Um, uh, obviously, one of the star players was Jabril Peppers, and and obviously you have a great relationship with him. He's with you know with you at Michigan, and um, you know you had Rashad Gary, who who now is over at Michigan. Um, as far as building relationships with your players, what are some of the things that, you know, at Michigan, you know, and the premise Catholic that, that you feel you've done that really helps players really relate to you, connect with you, want to play for you? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think the main thing uh, with the players is you got to be honest with them. And it's got to be an honesty whether it's what they want to hear and or what it's not, you know, or if they don't, if, it, if it's not what they want to hear. You know, I think, you know, it, it's got to be the truth all the time. And I, I feel like some coaches kind of just tell kids what they want to hear because they don't want to deal with it or maybe they try to get the kid in their program or, or whatnot. You know, I, I think, you know, with what I, I was able to tell, what, what I told any kid that ever went through my program or any parent that ever went through my program, nothing was ever a lie. They couldn't ever come back to me and say, that's not the truth. You, you, you lied to me. This is it. So, you know, we, I guess it was able to, the connection was able because, all the parents out there, they knew that what I, what I, what I said was going to be the truth, you know. And the other thing was just, you know, when someone joined my team, I, I stuck up for them through and through, you know, like they were on my own blood, you know, no matter what happened. You know, we were, uh, those are my guys, and I stuck up for them, you know, good or bad or, or whatnot. And, um, you know, and I always said as, a, as I kind of grew through the fourth and fifth year, I'm sure you know how, you know, the other coaches were attacked us and we were the bad guys and everything like that you know and I always tried to protect the players on the team and take the brunt on me and not care you know and not not care what what was coming at me but protect those guys because you know and and what was the most important thing to me is what they thought what the parents and the kids and my coaches thought of me and you know it almost became a pride thing when more people started attacking and and talking you know talking smack uh, it was also, it was almost like uh, I, I enjoyed it even more, you know, as, as our Paramus Catholic bond grew, as, as our players grew and our name grew, you know, we became more and more kids and, and, and parents and, and fans saw the goodness of it. And uh, so I, I guess, you know, I think you know, that was a, kind of a long-winded answer, but, you know, I just think honesty, you know, be honest, good or bad, um, you know, be as honest as you can at all times and, uh, you know, and then just fight for your players. You know, and, 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 and hold them accountable. You know, kids nowadays you can't you can't trick a sixteen, seventeen, eighteen year old kid. You know, so if, if one of their teammates is doing something and you let them off, you know, that other teammate knows. You know, so you gotta hold every kid accountable like the same. There's no one better. You know, there's not one person on that team that's better than anyone else. You know, and just like Bill Peppers, you know, I held him accountable for every action he did. You know, no matter who, who was you know, whether he was our best player, which he, he was 
or, you know, our worst player. They all had the same, you know, discipline. They were all held to the same accountability. And what do you think made Japriel? I mean, obviously, you know, he's blessed with, with and he works his butt off by, with speed and, and, and athleticism. But what, what makes him such a difference maker? What, what was he willing to do that, you know, the average run-of-the-mill kid is not willing to do that makes him different? He is a worker. The kid practiced like every practice was a game. Through high school, in college, through every – I mean, it's, it's the same thing that makes Rashawn Gary Rashawn Gary. I mean, he goes 110 miles per hour at all times. They love the game of football, whether it's practice or a game. They enjoy being here. They enjoy being around the team. They enjoy getting better. You know, and Jabril is uh, – he's so bright. He's so smart. He can take on so many different roles. You know, you can – you know, he plays offense, defense, special teams, and he studies it and he understands it. And he doesn't understand, you know, what he's doing. I mean, he's, he, he's playing so many different positions for us at Michigan. And, you know, as a safety, he could tell you what the front is supposed to do. You know, he just loves – he's a passion and loves football. You know, I don't know how many kids, you know, truly love playing football. You know, nowadays, you know, Jabril's a guy who truly loves playing the game of football. And no matter whether it's a practice, no matter when it's a workout, you know, no matter whether it's, you know, whatever it is, a meeting, he enjoys it. He just, he loves the game. So uh, I think that's really what makes him who he is and and why he's going to be successful. You know, he's going to go and and be successful in the NFL because he just, he's never going to want to do anything to give it up or, or not be the best. He just, he loves playing. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that could end up going who knows how high, but he could end up being top ten. He's definitely going to be in the first two rounds, you know, as long as he stays healthy and keeps uh, keeps performing well in training, which I'm sure he will. Um, yeah, I, he, he was I, – I always thought one, to one of the things that I, I, I tell this to kids all the time, um, you know, I used to say about LeBron James that, you know, even though he was a basketball player, he played football. The reason he played senior year was because – uh, he had actually hurt himself in basketball in the summertime and, and had an injury. So, um, but with Jabril Peppers, you know, he ran track. He was a state hundred meter champ, and you and you see so many kids that will will give up other things in high school um, at, at the expense of football. Jabril loved football. No one loved football more than he did, but he knew that track it will help him be a better football player. He enjoyed competing. Um, you know, what are some of the things that, you know, you really look for in a player? As you look for someone that wants to compete, um, you know, to become a Michigan guy, what, what kind of player is that? Uh, you know, I love guys that play a ton of sports, to be honest. I mean, it's kind of, as a staff, we like that, you know. So it's like, yeah, you're going to be a great football player. You're going to get on the basketball court and be a great basketball player. You're going to run track. You know, you might play baseball. You might be a great baseball player. You know, I love guys that are out there you know, just competing in anything, you know, and, and not quitting all the other sports because, you know, they want to be just a football player, and that's fine too, you know, as long as you're training and competing. But, you know, I, I love the multi-sport guys. I mean, I, I think we look look at that, and I, and I look highly on those guys. And, uh, you know, so I think that's important. Um, you know, and uh, I think guys that, that just like – you got to try to find out if they really love football or do they love Twitter. You know, or do they love, you know, recording, you know, 30 offers, 
you know, or do they love playing the game, you know? Do they love their size because they're 6'6", 240 pounds and can run a 4'8", you know, and, and, they can, they, and everyone looks at them and loves them? And, or do they love getting on the football field and playing the game and working and being part of a team? You know, those are the guys that we look for, you know, the guys that are, you know, just, just, just love, love everything about it, you know, and are willing to put in the work for it. You know, I mean, the bottom line is the recruiting process, you know, that thing, you know, it's like you, you, you get recruited by all these schools and, and you're loved up, but when you step on campus, there's not a college in America that's successful that isn't a whole lot of work, you know, that isn't going to make you, you know, think about why you play the game. You know, it's, it's, it's work to be successful. You know, it's, it's you know, you're, you're training, you're you're going to classes and you're going to study hall, you know, or going to academic services. And, you know, it's, it's a full-time job for these guys. So you got to get the ones that truly love it. And those are the ones that are successful. How do you identify that? Because today, I mean, obviously, you know, it's different than when we played. Um, There was no Twitter. There was no Facebook. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't shoot myself live while I'm talking to you. Uh, What, what, what is it that – how do you decipher through the kid that just wants to post – because that drives me crazy. Like, I don't need to know every single offer you have. I get it. You got ten offers. You know what I mean? Once you get to a certain mm-hmm. point, you, you're, you're one of the top guys in the country. Every, you don't have to tell everybody every single time, you know. And, it, and yeah. I think even on the player side, it's fake when a player goes and says – you know, God bless, I got my 30th offer from Michigan or Virginia Tech or wherever. You know, be real. Like, are you about playing the game or are you about being the best? I'd rather see you training in your videos than posting every time you get a a, a college on there. How do you decipher through all that to find the guys that are Michigan guys? Yeah, I mean, I think you can't – you can't – you can't knock guys out that tweet and say that because it's just a product of, of who they are now as kids, right? right? So, you know, whether they're posting and then they're hyping themselves up, you can't say, well, that's not a kid we want, right? Because you don't know. You know, you, that, that's just kind of how they all do it at this point. But I think that the main deal is you got to listen. you got to listen to the to – the, to the high school coaches, you got to listen to to the to the player. You got to listen to the parents and let them talk. You know, it's so funny. I mean, at, at Paramus Catholic, I'd sit in there and uh, you know, a, a college coach would come in to talk to one of the players, and they literally would talk for 20 straight minutes and not say a word. And then they'd walk out, and another guy'd come in and he talked for 20 straight minutes, and the, the player would never say a word. And you know, another guy'd walk in and he'd talk for five minutes and he'd ask questions and he'd engage the players. And and then you ask the player well, who do you like? What schools did you like today? And they always say the guy that let them at least communicate, you know, that let them talk. You know, I feel like, you know, in recruiting, you got to find, you find out who they are by allowing them to, to tell you who they are, you know, allowing them to, um, to communicate with you and, and actually talk to you and not only just sell your school and talk to them and, you know, because you want to find out who they are. Because when they come onto your program, you know, when they're when they're away from home and they step foot on here, you know, and and they're homesick, and you know, you you need to know why they're homesick, who they're missing, you know, what what what's their hot button, you know, who they are as a, as a player, and you know, I don't think enough people do that, you know. So we just do it by, you know, I just talk to them, you know, I find out who they are as a person before I find out who they are as a player, and that allows you to understand who they are as a player. You know, it also makes it better when they step on campus here. You know, you know how to coach them, and you know how to, you know, avoid the the, the problems that you might have, and, and all that stuff. So, 
you know, it's just I, I just think it's just being a person and talking and communicating and, and being a good communicator and a, and a good listener. Very, very interesting. And you obviously you you obviously talk to to everyone around them. I mean, we we do our homework now. You know, we you know we talk to to their coaches, to their guidance counselors, to their favorite teachers. You know, to their brothers, to their sisters, to mom, dad, to their teammates. You know, it's just it's all about just getting to know everyone that that's in their circle and, and around them. How how important is the high school coach to you in, in the process? Because obviously, you know, I run the camps and stuff, and I always tell kids all the time that the high school coach and having a great relationship with the high school coach is ultimately going to be the key because the college coach is going to ask your high school coach what they think about you. And if that is a lukewarm response or if it's not glowing, there's going to be question marks about you. The, you know, and I think a lot of parents, and, and this will help, I guess, on the parent side and the kid side of things when they're listening to this, um, how important is that relationship with a high school coach to a college coach who is a recruitment? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's extremely important. You know, there's a, there's a number of kids that, you know, we don't we, – we, we stopped recruiting because we didn't like the answers the high school coach was given. And it's not just like, you know, the kid, the coach doesn't have to badmouth a kid for us to, un, to get it, you know, to understand. But, you know, it's, uh, well, why isn't he a captain? Or, you know, shoot, I throw, on, I throw on film sometimes with the coach and say, hey, why did he loaf on these three plays? You know, what was the reaction? Why did he play like this? Why did he do this? Or, you know, well, we, we asked the high school coach a, a ton of questions. And, you know, most of those guys are honest because they don't want to put their name on, you know, on someone that's going to come and fail. And, you know, and you're going to be calling them all the time. And, and, and the kid's not a worker and, you know, and, and stuff. So, you know, I, I, the high school coach relationship is extremely important. You know, is, is working well with your coach, taking coaching you know, working hard within the team. And, you know, we dig and, and, and ask questions to the coaches so that, you know, we can find out the right answers. So I, I think, you know, it's, it's everything. I mean, it's, 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 it's one of the biggest things for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Your, your transition to, to high school and college is, I, I would say, is unique. You know, probably every high school coach, head coach in the country, has aspirations of what you were able to successfully do. Obviously you're still building your career. You're a young guy. How do, how do coaches transition from being a high school coach to going to college? And what do you, what are some of the key things that they have to do in order to, if they want to go and transition into that next phase? Um, I think, you know the, the the biggest thing is is well, you have to understand the game of football first and foremost, right? I mean, you gotta you gotta understand, you know, you gotta you gotta love football, right? You gotta love the game, you know, and you gotta love teaching young men the game. You know, that that's the easiest answer. If if you don't love that, and if you just want to do it, just like the kids, just to try to jump in, and you're not willing to to get in and and understand that. The, the ins and outs of coaching, um, you know, it, it's not for you. But, you know, the, the main thing, I think, is just, just your, your your humbleness and your work ethic and, you know, what you're willing to, to, to do. I mean, shoot, I got here and, um, you know, as kind of a recruiting assistant and, you know, I, I, it was like, you know, I don't, I, I didn't care. Any, any job, there's no job too small, you know, and, 
And it's it's to this point too. I mean, there's just no job too small as a as a college coach. And you know, you just you just gotta be humble and and be willing to learn. You know, I was you know I'm like a sponge for any for everyone. You know, and 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 trying to learn as much as possible. You know, um, shoot, I had the special teams coordinator from Bowling Green here yesterday, and we sat all day. You know, and I learned a tremendous amount from him, you know, just listening to him talk and stuff. So I think, you know, your humbleness to be willing to learn and then, you know, your your work effort, you know, your your your, your willingness to put in, a, you know, a ton of work. You know, I, my first year here, I mean, there there wasn't a day in, in the first six months where I didn't, you know, work 18 hours, you know, on any little things that I can do, you know, whether it was sitting in with, uh, with any of the coaches to learn or, or try to figure out recruiting or shoot if they asked me to clean the garbage you know out of the trash can I would I would jump up and make sure I did it the better than anyone else you know that's that I wanted to do every job better than anyone else could do it um that was my mindset you know any job any task I was given I wanted to be the best best task that's ever been done um you know and it's like you know I for me I go to bed thinking about it I, I wake up thinking about it um you know, and I just uh, try to try to do everything to the best of my ability, and and I try to take on more. You know, I try to take on as much as I can. You know, it's it's like I want more. I don't care what the job is. I want more responsibility and more responsibility. And, um, you know, those are all the things that kind of in my mind that I, that I try to do. And um, you know, I think that's kind of how it has to be to to make the jump. Is like. You know, you got to be willing to learn as much as you can and want to take as much as you can more and more and more. No doubt about it. It, it, I think that people who coach in high school don't realize that when you go to college, um, when you first start out, it's just like starting out all over, just like it is assistant or when you're a player, you're the top guy in high school. You go back, you go to college, and you're now at the bottom. You got to start all over again, and be willing to constantly rise to the top and and, mm-hmm. and do whatever it takes uh, to do that. Um, what 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 was the connection between you and Coach Harbaugh? What makes that relationship so special? Because um, you know, I saw it at the camp you guys uh, you know ran um, you know at Paramus Catholic last year, and and. I, I could see that level of, of trust that he has for you and what you do. Um, what, 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 tell me about that relationship and what, and what makes it so special. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what makes it so special. I just, you know, I, I just, you know, for me, it's like I believe in him and everything he says and does. Like, he's just, he, he's pure. I mean, he's trustworthy. He, he doesn't lie to the players. He works his butt off. You know, he's, he's, he's a guy that you can look up to and say, <laughs> You know, he's a guy that you feel comfortable of. You know, if you're putting in, you know, seven days a week of 18 to 20 hours, you know, to look over and know that the head coach is working just as hard. You know, that's that's who he is. You know, to know that if he's telling you something or that he's telling one of the players something, that it's the truth. You know, to to you know to to have an open line of communication. You know, he's you know he's I feel like he's the best coach in the country. You know, for these players. You know, it's just you know uh, he's there for them and. Uh, you know, it's kind of what you aspire to, to do and be, and he's there for the staff, and um, and then he's not, you know, he's he's a worker, so he's not like if you, you know, I go to him and I say, hey, I want want more responsibility, I need to do more. You know, my first year, I was like, you know, give me more, I want I want to do more, and he's gonna give you more. You know, he's gonna he's gonna let you come up with ideas and run with them, and uh, you know, and let you coach. You know, and uh, 
you know, I just think he's a tremendous person to work for. And, uh, you know, everything that I've done for him from day one, I've tried to do it better than anyone else has ever done it and, um, and take on more responsibilities. And, you know, I've been successful doing it. So I think he has a trust for me. And, you know, of course, I always look, look out for his back, you know, and he's the, he's the program. And, you know, I'm going to make sure that, you know, um, you know, kind of have his back and stuff like that. So, you know, the relationship is, 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 is great and continuing to grow and, you know, and, um, you know, I just try to do anything he asks of me and I, I believe in what he's doing, you know, and, I think those are two really important things. Yeah, and you, you know, you, I, I get the impression that you'll be willing to get in, and sleep at somebody's house if you need to as well, or pick up a bed. I, I love the great stories I hear, um, you know, <laughs> about the recruiting. I, and I say, you know, it's so funny because when you when you know you're in the space that I am around high school coaches, around parents all the time. And and I listen to them, and I listen to you know when people criticize, and then when also people say things positively. And and I, I when I listen to what you know what you did at, at Paramus Catholic, and how you were different, you build things differently, and how uh, Coach Harbaugh does things his way and builds things differently. I always think to myself that when a guy has an ability to not worry about what the outside world is saying and focus on their task focus on what they think will help them be successful. I think it allows them greater levels of success than anybody could ever imagine. I think people gravitate towards that. And it's one of the things that I would say the pundits miss those kind of things. Like I love when I someone who does things the way that he thinks um, and his program thinks should be, be, to be successful. And, that's something I think that, you know, obviously did a Prem's Catholic and Harbaugh does it at Michigan. And I, I love it because I, I, I laugh when guys go, well, uh, you know, he he pissed off so-and-so. Well, you know, if I'm trying to be the best, you know what? Not everybody's going to love me. That's how it's going to be, you know. Like, mm-hmm. there are people that are rooting for me. and Those are the people closest to me. And there are people that are rooting against me. And sometimes people closest to me turn on me. And, and I always think, who cares? My goal is to be successful and to figure out how I can do that. Um, you, you know, your goal, Paramus Catholic, is to help those kids be successful. I always say, if if you help those kids be successful, ultimately you become successful. And, and kids, you know, sometimes parents don't always see it, but kids know you can't fool the kids. They know mm-hmm. someone cares about them. You know, my, obviously, you know, my father's coached track for, I don't know, 50 years now, and he was one of my first – I think he might have been my first interview in, in this. And the, he, the first thing he said to me was just critical. I said, you know, what do you think has been the foundation for what makes you successful? He says, caring. I said, okay, well, you know, I started, you know, I started kind of prodding. He said, caring, caring. I said, well, you know, and, and he's known as, you know, contract. He's, people think he's a maniac and, you know, he, he – but – he cares about the kids just like you care about the kids and Harbaugh cares about the kids and willing to do whatever it takes to help those kids. And that caring, people don't realize that that underlying caring is the difference because they'll go to the wall. They're young and they can decipher the difference between someone who cares. I always laugh when I see a, a, a guy who um, uh, might have some success, um, but the players don't gravitate towards him. 
And and I, I know it's one thing. I know that that guy doesn't care about the kids. He cares about himself. Mm-hmm. And the guy, sometimes the people are like, hey, you know, uh, why does he do this? Why? But and but yet he's winning, and and all the all the kids gravitate toward him. It's because the kids know he cares. Mm-hmm. You, you of course. I, I, I see it in what you do, and and, and that's why I think it's a difference maker about you. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's a hundred. I mean, that's that's tremendous. I mean, dad's spot on with that. I mean, it's it's like you know, it's not about what other people are saying. It's about what the kids in your program are saying, and it's it's funny. I mean, people are talking, you know, and spit a ton of venom, and uh, you know, and say whatever they want. But ultimately, you know, you think about it like this. Okay, well, um, you know, I have every player that I've that, that's ever played for me at my back. Who do you have at your back? You know, when you're talking smack or, you know what I'm saying? So you got to kind of look at it like that. And, you know, and, and of course, you know, I, I always will put the kids, um, you know, ahead of myself. And I will always put, you know, the parents, the families ahead of myself of, of the kids that, that that are playing for, for me. And uh, Jim Harbaugh is the same exact way. You know, he's always going to put the team ahead of himself. And, uh, you know, and, and it doesn't matter what other people are saying because you know you, what you're doing for your guys is right. And that's the bottom line. Absolutely. Well, I I I, uh, I appreciate you taking the time now. Me, I do want you know, kids have been uh, while I've been on this Periscope live, they've been they've been writing messages over and over again. How do how do they get film in front of you? What's wh- what would you say? Because you know, obviously, so much misinformation, right? You know, like I'm sure you're inundated with huddle links all day long, and you want more yep. information. Than just the huddle, like what if someone was to to get in touch with you, a, a player or a parent, to get their film in front of you? How what information do you need in front of you to like want to look at their link? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the the best thing is, um, you know, we're going to look at the link. You know, anyone that emails, you know, the recruiting department, you know, we 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 make sure that we vet it all. You know, and we're going to look at it. Um, you know, but I think the best thing is because, you know, you do get inundated and, you know, you get a million people sending, you know, Twitter messages and, and, and emails. You know, it's just easy, easy information. So name, school, cell number, mom, dad, name, cell number. Um, obviously, you're going to have the email if they send you an email, um, you know, the link and, uh, and attach a transcript. And then we, we can take it from there. Perfect. That's perfect. You know, I mean, keep it simple, keep it sweet, send it, and then we'll make sure we get it looked at for, for you know, because the bottom line, too, is even if we like the tape, you know, with the transcript, well, before we do anything, we're going to get that transcript. So, you know, high school coaches' cell number would be important. I mean, that's, for us, that's easy to, once we know the school, we, we have all the, all the high school right. coaches' number, but might as well put it in there, um, you know, just so it's easier, and, uh, and we'll make sure we get it looked at. Cool. Listen, I really appreciate you coming on, taking the time out of your, your day. And, and this is this is the truth. I mean, um, I, I sat back when you, you rose Paramus Catholic, and I just thought this guy's got some. You know, and obviously I remembered you from when you recruited um, at uh, uh, the Citadel. But uh, you know, I thought this guy's got something special, and this guy is really, really um, doing something that is just amazing at Paramus Catholic. And then obviously when you went, you go, you're at Michigan, you're doing some amazing things there. And I, I, I love how you think differently. Uh, don't ever lose that, that ability to think differently and think outside the box. And, uh, 
um, and getting after it. And uh, I just tell you, I have great respect for what you've done and what you're doing. Um, and uh, uh, it, it's, I think it's magical. I really, you know, I, I, I say it and I, I always say that so many high school coaches want to do what you've been able to do successfully. And, and obviously you're still, you're, you're on, you're at the beginning of your career, but um, uh, the uh, determination and tenacity and the willingness, like that willingness to do what, what is necessary to be successful. I, I think you have that over, and man, virtually anybody else, and it's to be commended. Yeah, well, I appreciate it, man. I mean, you know, it's it, the bottom line is it's all about, you know, in this business, you know, and in what we do, it's all about, you know, what you do next, you know. So you just you got it. You got to keep working, and you got to keep staying humble, and you got to keep getting better, uh, you know, or else or else nothing in the past means anything. So. No, that's it's important. So I'm gonna keep working, and I appreciate you having having me on. And uh, you know, anything I can do, let me know. Coach, thanks so much. I, I really appreciate it. And uh, obviously, we'll, we'll keep talking. We'll talk real soon. Um, and uh, you know, uh, hopefully, to the next time, uh, I'll see you real soon in New Jersey this summer. So okay. Uh, have a great day. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, man. All right. That was Chris Partridge, the special teams coordinator in Michigan, tremendous high school coach, um, on the podcast, Successful Life. I think he really summarized some amazing things. I think his dedication to his players is amazing. Um, interestingly enough, I didn't touch on this, but he uh, he um, played for Kevin. Uh, he knows Kevin Higgins from Lehigh, who actually recruited me when I was coming out of co- college. Lehigh was one of the schools I was considering because of because uh, of Kevin. Um, I think you know his willingness to put his players before everything and and really developing them and, and changing the culture and being able to adapt was tremendous. Um, listening to what what his recruits, the kids that he's recruiting, what they have to say, learning about their personality, I think is it, it, fantastic. Um, we, we didn't break down X's and O's because I was so intrigued with, what, you know, what he has done and uh, obviously the top players that he's had. Uh, but building that belief and that trust within people uh, that you're going to do what you're going to say you're going to do and be successful is, is second to none. So that was my interview with uh, Chris Partridge, Michigan linebacker, special teams coordinator. Fantastic interview. Anyone should definitely take a listen to that. I'll put it on the podcast and the Successful Life will be on iTunes. Uh, you check it out, definitely take a look at it, and we'll see you all soon. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.